0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Make this go. Uh, Here I am live, and uh, if you can see me and hear me, let me know. A little bit late, I had to get a hold of a room. Uh, There wasn't one available right away so I had to wait for a room to open up the library I do my um I do a couple different places but the library is a good reliable place to do it I got good internet and and um uh got a nice view on this one um this one's one of these big rooms so and there's also some people that are around me so you might hear some stuff I can um hear the the what is it called? It's the air conditioner. You can hear the the air and it sounds loud to me and I thought last time this is, I'm doing this one would be Facebook that I'm going to then post later. Okay? or I'm sorry. (laughs) You are Facebook. Hi, Facebook. You are YouTube which will be later. This is now but it's for the future. This is now now. You are the now now and this is the future now. So, (laughs) I Future Now, How Now Now, and always it will be the past now because anytime once it's been recorded, you can see it again and again and again. So that's a really, really cool thing. A little bit of announcement. Um, I've got a radio show that I'm going to be doing um, pretty soon, the end of this, uh, beginning next month. It's on AM 560 here in, in Michigan, and it's going to be the, like, a, what they call, they're doing it as, like, it's called Ask the Experts, and, um, I prefer to call myself the authority, uh, your natural authority. If you watch any of my YouTubes, a lot of times you'll see Facing Eagle, your natural authority, um, and there's a reason behind that. There's a reason behind that. Um, I've been doing a lot of study, um, I always do. Hi, Tara, my sister, um... And there's a whole study what's called entomology. And entomology is the study of words, the study of what words mean, the study of when you put words together. So a good example is is like C-O. There's a whole bunch of words like uh, um, con, especially that start with con, like conscript and conscience, or which is actually, now if you look at it and you look at these words, it actually says, and when you were a kid, you noticed these things and you had teachers that say, "Oh, don't say it that way." And does it mean that? It does. So, con science is what your con sh, uh, uh, conscience would be, or con. You spell it con science. So, what you can do is you can break it up into what is just the different parts of speech or the different uh, spellings. So, con anytime. What is a con? A con would be if you call it just a con. A con, the like contrary, a con. Con is a person that is conning you, meaning doing the opposite of what you think, a person that's tricking you. So um, now the reason is there's also a whole bunch of legal terminology, which is if it starts with a, um, if it's two consonants, um, and then, or if it starts with a vowel and a consonant. Um, uh, so the change from expert to authority, EX stands for X, okay? And that means, so you would think expert means good, positive, but the actual meaning of the word is X, especially if you take X, like who's your X? You were with them, but you're not with them anymore because there was a problem. So it's not the best. The best is not an expert. In fact, uh, in if you really understand language, it's the not expert, is <laughs> the expert. So a better word would be authority, and part of it also has to do with even the spelling, um, which is AU. It starts with authority, A-U-T-H-O. So AU is, stands for, uh, where also do we see AU? We see AU in the periodic table of elements, and that stands for AU, which stands for gold. So the authority or authentic um, is, It's not a fake, it's not a con, it's true. And it's true because it's based in the reality. So what gives you the authority to be the authority? You take authority, meaning, now also I can take the authority, meaning I can stand up and my words stand, my words are gold, my words are truth. Most people kinda go, well the expert means you gotta have a piece of paper. Right, or what gives you the right to say that you're authority? Well, what gives you the right to say that you're an expert could be argued if you don't have that piece of paper? Then, So is it the piece of paper that gives it to you, or is it the words? Is it the ideas? Is, it, is it the intention behind the ideas? What When do you take uh, authorship? When you write something, you are the author, which is you made it up. And you are the originator of it. You are the holder of its value. So gold holds its own value. And gold is, you know, there's other currency, what we would call money is fiat currency. And fiat, you can also get into the entomology of fiat, which is fiat it means it's fake, right? So our dollars and our cents, um, which do they make sense? <laughs> so which what are you what's your spelling? C-E-N-T-S or S-E-N-S-E? Sense. Is it your sense? How many cents? Your two cents. Okay, so they, they sound alike, they're spelled differently, but sometimes they have the same meaning, sometimes they have the opposite meaning. Sometimes the opposite meaning is what your un I would call it unintelligent, but it's just uninformed. You think you're saying one thing, but you're actually saying the other thing. And even people that understand it, even that word, understand, okay? So when you say, someone says, do you understand me? When you go and stand before the judge, says, do you understand this? It's a legal term that's saying, do you stand under? Now they flip it and they put understand and they stand under but the meaning of what you think is is do you comprehend? Meaning are you not crazy? Are you not? um, Retarded are you not you know uh, too young? So we think that it's do you understand meaning you know a a crazy person doesn't know their name or a person that's uh, not old enough is not gonna be able to understand well we're really talking about comprehending But in that terminology, understanding, especially in the time frame that it's in, which is the very first thing he says, is you verbally essentially signing a waiver saying, whatever you come up with, I will abide because I will stand under your judgment. So this thing may play out, but it's already been decided in the very beginning, which is maybe you'll get what you want, but maybe I'll get what I want and it's always gonna be what I want and because you already signed the the authority uh, or you gave the authority to me, okay? So this is going back to why I say I am a natural health authority. Before I used to say expert, but I now understand, I now comprehend that I was double talk. It was double speak, meaning it said one thing but it meant another thing. Now you and I both agreed that, well, no, expert. Well, it means you're, you've studied a lot and you know what you're saying. Okay, so both you and I have the same, but there's a subconscious thing that's behind what's called entomology. You may not understand that you don't understand, but words are vibrations. And just me putting these words these are vibrations that are going through you and there is what's called coherence and decoherence okay and the things that are coherent um, vibrations that have co- so you can vibrate something that makes it stronger or you can vibrate something that makes it weaker and pulls it apart and words like expert pulls it apart you think that it's building something up. It's building up a, a false impression because it's based upon laws of language and vibration that X cancels out X cancels out the pert. And what's pert? And pert to itself. It's pertinent. Okay, pertinent, which is it means it's it's um, per, what's pertinent mean? Pertinent means that it, it is something that is uh Important, uh, applies to the meaning of the thing. Like when you get into, say, a person says, you know, why weren't you here? People say, well, this morning I had some breakfast, and that's not pertinent. It doesn't apply to that. It's What's pertinent to is a car pulled out in front of me, and that's why I'm late. Okay, so there's certain, so getting into this... (laughs) Is I think about a lot of things and I've researched a lot of things more than just about health because health is also language understanding or see, Even the I have to be reminded that we've been programmed and I'm saying what I'm not supposed to be saying so Get better about what you You comprehend and what you mean and sometimes crafting the words uh is Um, important and it matters because if you're trying to health, I'm trying to send vibrations out to you that are going to build your health up and build my idea up and build if it's upon a foundational truth which is a true thing about that nature this nature and that nature then it will stand And then it will, like in legal terms, it will hold water, okay? So in legal terms and and comprehension is if it's got a hole in it, it's going to leak out. And so that means that there are even things in health, and we've all found this, which is we may have started on some sort of healthy path. People start eating, changing their eating. You know, a good example is, is, you know, a person says, you know, I'm going to watch what I'm eating. And instead of going to eat at that that burger joint, I'm going to go to Panera. And I'm going to start eating more salads. And and you'll get a bunch of people that that will help them. And they will, they intended it. That change was a logical change. I'm going from this, this, you know, overcooked and myopic and very tasty, but yet a lot of bad stuff to stuff that still tastes good but it's just a simple thing which is it's a salad it's raw it's not much is done to it it's not it's not cooked so that should be better that's a natural choice that's from and they're all natural so even the hamburger is natural because it all comes from nature but the more that's between it straight from nature to our mouth more that's done to it there's possibilities of having negative things to it so if you think about it it's even in science, it is more energies are added to it. And if you start off with a song of just humming a song, and then you have more people humming, and then you add a guitar, and then you add this, we're all playing, it starts to harmonize. But then we get to a point of where, let's say we add a kazoo, or we add something, even though it's maybe in the same song, really it starts to be off-putting. And then we can start adding what's called dissonance, which is the anti-notes to the notes of what you're doing. And now it really starts to sound chaotic. And now it starts to be where now it's not working. Before it was relaxing and it was building up life for me. Now it's actually pulling life away from me. It's stressing me out. It's putting a stress on my body. So getting to a little bit of what we were talking about today, which is pain management. What is pain? What is pain? Why do we got to manage it? And, and well, this is a, a kind of, what I was just talking about is it starts somewhere. And it starts with, everything starts with a belief. Everything starts with a vibration and a vibrant, because a belief is a thought and a thought is a vibration. And we can have thoughts that harmonize with if we follow those thoughts out and we follow them and turn them into an action, into a doing, there are certain doings that we can do that will make us healthier. And there's certain doings that we can do that pull health away. A good example is, is you have a thought about an invention. You then turn that invention a thought about, uh, you know, I'm going to build something. I'm going to make something. You know, knitting a sweater my thought is is you gotta think about what what it is, a sweater, and then you gotta think about who it is who it's for, and then there's a lot of choices in terms of color changes and stuff like that. Okay. Um, okay, we then take that sweater and then we sell it. Okay, that's one of the other extrapolations. We can either give it or we can sell it. Most of our world is taking a thing that we can then sell. Because We don't necessarily make things the way we used to which is for a particular person in mind this is made for anybody and so the selling means is that it gives the ability to anyone have access to it even though it may have some meaning in it green sweater blue sweater all these different things okay so we then sell that thing okay now the the reason for selling it is to get more money or something like that which is but that it doesn't in there it ends with more life everything's about if you're going to turn that money into food and then turn that that food into energy which turns into more body it all then transfers into life we can also take that money and turn it into let's say going somewhere turn it into an experience turn it into a vacation we can also take that money and we can turn it into the casino and the bar and now sometimes i'm not throwing the casino out with the bathwater because sometimes it's it's all entertainment and and people have a right to take that and i was going to sit in a movie anyways and waste that money i spent something i got something for it and people choose to do that but there are times when that and the hopes is is that the enjoyment that you got out of the movie the enjoyment of the time that you got at the casino if things are working well, then it gives you more life, okay? But if things are not working well, and there are, is a greater propensity for certain things to give up on working well quicker. <laughs> Casino, okay? Maybe fun for a little bit, but can't last forever. And, and it can't really last very long. And, um, or turn that into drugs. Can't last very long. So maybe you get a high off of it, but it is stressing your body and turning into some, which then, now we get into say pain, okay? Now we look at like, for instance, many people are going, okay, I've had 10 years, I've had five years of these, I went out drinking too much or I ate too much sugar, which is I turned these possible possibilities of any type of resource, whether it be money, time, Um, And sometimes, too, this stuff is just in our environment. It's around us, which is, you could be a kid that is living in a house, and your parents provide all this stuff. But just because it's in the cupboard doesn't mean that you should drink it or eat it all the time. So sometimes, you know, our efforts, our ideas that turn into efforts, work that then turns into efforts, is it helping or is it harming? And what we see is is that there is, I'm going somewhere with this, which is it is these choices that has led to our pain. That's hard for people to hear because it has a responsibility. Now, I will give people a little bit of, of leeway, which is there's a lot of things that we thought in this world that we were taught that we could do as much as we want, or we could do it at all, and there were no repercussions. That's wrong. And, and as we get older and I'm more mature, that's wrong. And we start to know that. You can't, it does matter what you spend your money on, spend your time, turn your thoughts into works. Now, can we look at at the very beginning, before a thought then turns into things? Are there certain thoughts that if we watch Or certain intentions that we watch that if you're just a a observant person you notice that there are certain things that carried out will have a a bigger highway to hell or a high narrow path to heaven hell's pain hell is is discomfort okay heaven is, is bliss and 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 the right thing the right fit yes Okay. So much of our pain has started with these bad choices and also the addiction to these bad choices, which is just patterns stuck in patterns. I did it that way, I'm gonna do it again because I I don't even I don't even know if it works or it works. In fact I look bad, it's not working, but what else am I gonna do? A lot. There's a lot we're gonna do. There's a lot we can do. So part of my my practice is, is this is, I'm kind of like a detective. And so, and I really understand, there's that word again, I understand, I comprehend, I really am putting together a full width and breadth of how deep does the rabbit hole go? How deep, so when people come to me for health, and their first thing coming to me for health, almost 100%, at least 90% is, is I can't get to health, because I'm too much pain. I have something that I want to get out of the way before I get to health. Health is in that bliss state. Health is, is increasing. Health is adding more energies, adding more life, feeling more pleasure, these types of things. But most people agree, it's like there's a monster on my back and I cannot sit here at this beast, enjoy it, <laughs> which would be pleasure until I get that thing out of my face, until that alien stops chewing my face off. Okay, so most people, that's that is that's going to be, that's going to be uh, diabetes. That's going to be um, uh, joint problems. That's going to, which is inflammation and degradation. That's going to be arthritis. That's going to be a lot of digestive problems. All oh, my guts are so messed up. A lot of head problems. A lot of uh, of headaches and and, and thing, A lot of sleeping problems. A lot of 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 sinus problems. Dental problems all of these things because like, they're all discomforts, which is again dental is a perfect example It's like I don't care how how wealthy you are and how pampered you are if you got a sore tooth if you got a toothache Nothing helps Nothing's good. You can't enjoy it. You can be drugged out of your mind and you can't enjoy it That's a problem. This is the, even taking the drugs or even the natural remedies to block the pain that's not what we really, and now that becomes a crutch. Now we become stuck to that. And that's what you would call the traditional pain management model, which is in the medical community. When you say pain management, you mean drugs. That's what you mean. 100% of the time, the first thought process is oh, you mean drugs. What type of drugs do people do for pain management? Whether it be the, that's how we got into the opiate problems, the opiate crisis and everything, because it was an answer to a problem. But it was a very bad answer. It was a partial answer. It blocks the pain, but it doesn't get underneath. It never satisfies, well, how the heck did I get in this problem in the first place? And people go to their doctors to get that answered, and they never get it answered. And it's a bait and switch. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doctors. It's the, this is the best world to be in for doctors and patients. What's happened is, is and clients and this whole thing. It's just, you have to know, it is caveat emptor still, which is buyer beware. And if you think that insurance means you're not a buyer, if you think even um, guaranteed health care means you're not a buyer, you are a buyer, absolutely. You paid for what you get, even if you think you didn't pay nothing. Your life pays for it, your taxes, even if people that have never worked... We come into this world with value. You are a valuable being and your birth certificate or your certificate of live birth is literally traded on the stock exchange as a tradable commodity. So you may come into this world poor as as dirt, but that's not true because other people are trading that poor as dirt thing. So there's a value and you live in a country that if you end up in an emergency room They have to treat you. Yeah, you may be saddled with some debt later, okay? But they have to treat you. They can't refuse you. This is a miracle. This is a miracle of a place to be. But that doesn't mean that it's all carte blanche in terms of there's a lot of mistakes that can happen along the way. There's a lot of thumbs in the pudding pie of that. And there's a lot of misinformation on how the human body works, what the human body is, and what pain is. So, this is, I'm going to get in in a little bit. I'm going to answer your questions. I've not seen some questions. If we have any on Facebook Live, uh, go ahead, send me your comments. Um, Otherwise, I'm just going to keep rolling. Um, We're talking about pain management, where it comes from. And like I said, we'll get into, I got all kinds of great ideas that are staring you right in front of your face that many of them are old things, many of the things that you have in your house, many the that, of the things that you could do to be as effective or more effective than your pain pills whether it be over-the-counter, whether it be the prescription, uh, all kinds of things, because each one of them is targeted for a particular type of pain, particular type of source of pain. Not all inflammation is alike. Not all pain is inflammation. Yes, all pain is inflammation, but when we say inflammation, that's too broad a term about if you could zoom in into the body and see what's poking you, call pain a poke. There's many things that poke you, okay? Just like in the car, sit in the back seat. You can have your brother punching you. Okay, that's pain. You can have your sister sitting at you and pointing your finger this close to your nose, going, I ain't touching you. I'm not touching you. That's pain. And you can literally have them sit there, not even doing that, and just give you the look. And that's pain. It's the same thing. If you're in the right state, that pain of them not saying anything to you is worse than why don't you just punch me? You it'd be better if you punched me. This is too this silent treatment is is Way painful, so there's all different levels of pain. Okay, now but pain is no. Let me let me back up here. What I tell people, and I found this to be true in my life, and I found this to be true in a ton of people, is pain comes to us like a barking dog going wah, 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 and barking at us and, and bothering us, and you could be standing there going. You know, geez, God, I'm trying to talk to these people. You know, go away, dog, you bother me. You know, that WC feels to you. Give it a bone. Right? Block it. Put up a wall. Block it so you stop hearing it. Okay? That's the pain blockers. Right? Okay? But it's going to keep coming back. Right? Well, I'll remind you of what we probably know, one of the greatest analogy. Uh, it's been used in movies over and over again, it's a concept, which is a dog comes up barking to you, you got two things, and you got two things about what it can mean, one, he's irritating you, or two, what is it, Lassie, is there somebody stuck in a well? That's it, that's what pain is, it is somebody coming up to you going, it's an energy coming up to you going, something's not right. And it's a messenger going, follow me, I will show you where the problem is. We follow Lassie, she was annoying to us, she wouldn't stop barking, she was even pulling on our our pant leg going, follow me. And all those movies showed that the first idiot person was like, eh, hey, get away, dog, you know? But it was the, the, the child or the persistence of even Lassie that stuck with it. And then at the very end, it's like, oh, thank goodness, Lassie, you are what you are. And thank God we listened to you and we saved that little girl from the well or whatever it was. Then you thank it, okay? But you notice every stupid episode, it's as if the same characters forget as if what had Lassie had done. It's like amnesia. Everyone runs into amnesia. And there's, think, pain does that to it, too. Pain literally, there's, you know, I know people that have had traumatic events where, you know, they were shot and they were run screaming or they had something and they were then treated and it was days later they go, I don't remember it. I it was a blank. It was a blur to me, and I I was there when and they were they were in super pain and they were screaming ecstatic, but the mercy of the brain wipes mind wipes them and they don't remember it, you know. Uh, and they weren't knocked out. They were literally awake, and but because it was so much trauma, there is a possibility of the brain can literally go and just erase it and just leave them with just kind of a blank. Or even the warm fuzzies. I kind of thought it was, you know, I don't remember the pain. That is wonderful. And literally, our mind can erase time for you. Other people or the recording may have recorded, but your mind isn't recording. That's all that matters is what did your mind record? So um, getting back to there's a different whole MO about What is pain management? My style of pain management is the Lassie model, which is, it's, and it's a hierarchy, which is, yes, you got to get out of pain. Yes, you have to address what it is, but you ultimately have to get to the other side of it because the real pain of pain is the pain of the thought of pain. The anguish, the memory of what it would have been, okay, what it could be, and waiting for it to happen, waiting for that thing to get peeled off or waiting for that needle to come, it's more painful than the quick little shot is, okay? And one of the big pain things is is, is that the anguish of the pain, and part of the anguish is because we are still on the side of you don't want pain. You want to avoid pain right well that's kind of like a corporation that says the ceo ceo says don't tell me bad news don't want to know bad news bad news you get fired right bad news boom you get off right the emperor wears no clothes the whole kingdom will fall apart so if we say that we don't want pain and just give me the life without pain then we'll never receive signals about what is really truly going on and then The disease will eat away at you, and then you'll suddenly fall apart, either into a a sociological tragedy or meaning the pain not addressed, which means now we broke up. Now we got a divorce. A lot of divorce is is coming from pain, and it's emotional pain and it's physiological pain, and many times people go later and go, oh, God, like, I, I... I divorced that person but I really loved them and I was just irritated and I was really cranky cranky baby and I I made a decision I'm using that as one of the examples in terms of not addressing pain correctly because the correct way to it is always the correct thing to any tragedy is I waited around long enough it ultimately turned into the right thing at least when the engine broke, it showed me where the weak places were. And so instead of going, I hope to avoid this pain or hope to avoid this, that's the best thing. It is, no, I hope to, hope to deal with it. And number, the, number three, which is the other side of this, is it always made me better. It always made me better. It always pointed out where something was missing. And once I satisfied that, then not only did the pain go away, but the pain acted as a messenger to bring me up to my true selves, which once I overcame the pain, I addressed what it was calling for, which then in turn made me stronger, then in turn made me healthier. Then in turn, Lassie, instead of avoiding Lassie, going, hope that dog don't bark at us anymore, it's going, keep on the lookout for when that dog starts barking, because she's on the lookout, she'll find something. So keep on the lookout when pain happens and it's the right addressment, it's the right attitude, meaning the right attitude gets you not only to address it and fix what it is, or or, or just, or I like to use this other analogy too, which is the sixth sense. I'm gonna ruin the sixth sense for a spoiler alert if you never saw it, okay? Sixth sense is about this little boy who sees dead people. I see dead people, right? And has Bruce Willis in it, and Bruce Willis is actually dead. He's dead the whole time, and Bruce Willis doesn't know it, but the little boy knows it, right? But doesn't let on that he knows it. Now, the little boy is trying to get advice from what, he, what we think as the viewers is it's a man, living man, who's an, an investigator or whatever, and he's trying to help this kid because this kid is traumatized by these ghosts that show up. And when we finally see what these ghosts look, well, yeah, you'd be traumatized too because they're scary. These and this is a little kid who shouldn't have to see this. But what do he and he wants it to go away. He wants to block, he wants to manage it, make it go away, right? Well, each one of what is the true moral of that story is he has to face them. Because they've come to him. Because he's the only one that can see them. And they're saying, there's a problem. I died. And you need to see why I died. Here's a mystery. And once the little boy is then able to then solve the mystery, they then go away. And never come back to him again. Now maybe there's others that come after. But what it is, is the thing I wanted to block and make go away, if I can address it, It leads me to something that the world is missing so in the sixth sense the little boy has the gift of having what's not right in the world come to him and say can you write this can you make it right can you solve this so that the future is better So that's what pain is, is these things that show up to us that say, you need to listen to me, you need to respect me, you need to welcome me, you need to honor me, because I'm here to help you take something away from you that you shouldn't be doing, something that you don't know about, or get you to bring something into, especially just in the mechanics of it, your body, which is missing. And you can't go on like this because what will happen is, is you will spread this disease to the rest of the people. And if it's grumpiness, you know, people go, well, you know, we don't want to spread, spread like, like you know tuberculosis. We don't want to spread the cold. I tell you what's worse than the cold. It's narcissism. It is mental anguish. It is gossip. Gossip And gossip comes from pain. Something's not right and you don't, you're avoiding addressing it. So you then deal with other not right, which has got nothing to do with you. So like soap opera type of stuff. Like why are you wasting your time on on getting worked up on other people's, you know, facetious, made up dramas and gossiping about that. It really belies that you are avoiding what really bothers you, what's really going on. We take on the other burdens of other things to cover up, and pain does that. Pain will will hide itself. But I think it's more to do, it's our modern society in terms of our conception of what good and evil is, good and bad, and what we are. So that's where I get different, which is we really fix pain because and we don't have to manage pain. Part of the management is just how do we get here in the first place? And there's so many causes. It's your food. It is your energy. It is old traumas, spinal traumas that have not been addressed. It is um, mental, sociological stuff. It is is, uh, conceptual. It is relational. It is sleep. It is detox it is all of these things and so no wonder that we're not all in pain there's so many things that we're not getting right here but we have the possibility of getting right so let's start with what I have found in my practice have been really if you're in pain what are some of the first things to start dealing with okay number one a lot of pain is inflammation and one of the things that's driving inflammation, so inflammation traditionally, typically, and actually, is all a response to an infection. Now, whether it be bacterial, whether it be viral, whether it be a whole host of a parasitic, whether it be a whole host of all different types of things. So let's explain what infection is. We would call infection meaning like okay. good example of infection is you step oh. on a nail. And it was an old, rusty, poopy nail from the barn. It goes into your foot, basically injecting poop into your... And if you put poop in your foot, it's going to get infected because there are these things that are living there that are going to start spreading. And then your body's going to send your immune system to beat this battle in this war to stop it off. Now, if it gets bad, you get tetanus and you get lockjaw because this infection starts spreading throughout your whole body, Right. Okay, so infection is a foreign invader, okay? So what that means is is we have an opinion about like, you know, so streptococcus, strep throat, okay? Where'd you get it? You got strep throat and now it's like all white and coated and I can't swallow and I'm in a lot of pain. Obviously, infection and now we got a fever and stuff like that. Where do we get it from? So germ theory states that it's out there and you breathed it in. Or it got injected, or you wiped it, or whatever. It was out there, and then it got in there. Okay. Well, and so what that means is, is that it shouldn't be there. So a good example is like when people say, okay, pain, a lot of abdominal pain, gas, and bloating, is candida, which is that that candida is the name of a yeast, it's candida albicans. There's all kinds of yeasts, okay, and yeast. Overgrowth in our body, well, then a urinary tract infection is a yeast overgrowth. They start to grow, blah, 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 and then it gets red and inflamed. It hurts when I pee, right? That's a good example of pain, okay? So yeast is not supposed to be there, right? Um, streptococcus is not supposed to be there, right? E. coli is not supposed to be there, right? No, that's not true. It's, it's supposed, supposed to be there. So we think it's like, okay, we got injected with aliens, right? They invaded us, these foreign invaders. No, that's not what it really is. Because when we take a healthy person that has a healthy immune system and we culture their body, we're going to find all of these things in their body, a really, really healthy person. And many healthy people, so the best, healthiest people that you're going to find are people that live in nature and that are the farmers that have the soil probiotics, meaning they literally have swallowed some dirt and they got some dirt underneath their fingernails and they are exposed to all these different things. Right. And so when you culture their body, the really healthy ones that are strong and report that they have no pain, you're going to find these things in their body but they are in the right proportions, meaning your immune system and your whole system is set up to have everything in balance. So it's not this, give a person an antibiotic to kill this thing. Well, if you've done that, what happens is, is then you do it too much, then you build up this imbalance. And then what happens is, is then these, all that's left are the bad guys. There's not supposed to be, so your whole body terms of normal functioning of what's living in it is it's supposed to be like like New York, 1830s, right Brooklyn, New York, 1830s, which is it was so full of immigrants and each square foot was essentially a different uh, uh, you know community. But it was a hodgepodge of this community and it was a glorious time because it was loud and chaotic but you could get anything you possibly wanted. You could get the best of the furniture, you could get the worst, you could get anything, you could could get food, you could get anything, any product service is right at your fingertips. And it was all very readily accessible. And it was this hodgepodge. And in fact, it was so well put together because it organically grew together and it grew out of diversity. So the diversity that was said, and there is, still places, like Detroit is still like this to a certain sense, certain, you know, ghetto parts of of the, the city that literally the cops don't go to because it's not that they're afraid. It's because they take care of their own neighborhood. It's like, don't even go in there. They've got it taken care of. And they do, and they take care of their own community. So the body's whole living organism system When you are not in pain and you are living healthy and strong and adaptive, you are exposed to all of these things, but you have it in good healthy balance and you are very quickly responsive. And so you're not overreactive. And all of these things that we would say as the source of pain in terms of infection, they're there, they're just not too much. Okay? So now going back to Infection being, well, let's redefine what infection is. Is it's an imbalance? It's not that you have E. coli. You got too much of it without the balance of the anti E. coli or the whole mediator to E. coli, which is a whole bunch of other stuff. So, pain. If you restore the balance. You will then see the pain go away okay so now a lot of times it can take longer so people want that magic bullet okay? now, I'll address some of those t- things too because there's some really basic magic bullet that work very fast but pain if you say I'm gonna manage pain you got a short game and you got a long game. And the long game is your most important, because that's how you got here in the first place. And by satisfying that, you will then get to where the promised land, which is, can I get where I don't have this pain anymore? Right, where it doesn't keep coming back. Yes, yes, and I don't have to keep taking something in order to block it and make it go away, yes. So let's get into what are some of the basic things, okay? Any person who's dealing with chronic pain, chronic inflammation, chronic, uh, whether it be arthritis, um, I just take a whole bunch of them, okay, heart disease, you know, all of this stuff, carbohydrates, are you feeding it? Are you feeding your pain? And the things that create pain primarily feed on sugar and they feed on simple sugar and the most Available simple sugar to them, meaning they eat it fast and it feeds them and go, Brah! that's wheat. Modern wheat is a super sugar. It may not taste like sugar. So bread does not taste sweet to you, but it is sweet. Uh, and it's the way that it's fueled and the way that it, it's digested is it starts to feed the bacteria, the viruses, the parasites, and, and as well as... Again, this imbalance, it feeds, it makes the imbalance worse. It is, you know, it is, you know, giving a sucker to a screaming brat. It just makes them worse. Okay. So if people are dealing with chronic pain, start working with your diet. And one of the first things you can do is start trying what's called the ketogenic diet. Uh, and are as simple as just really reducing your carbohydrates and maybe even eliminating the carbohydrates. You're not going to die without carbohydrates, especially if you're a modern American. Now, if you are very, very skinny and weak and sickly, you've got to be careful about how you do all this stuff. And you have to take everything that I'm saying with a grain of salt and you don't, you, you do this slowly, but it's the same process. You do the same process, which is getting your body to fuel off of of protein and fat in particular, your own body's fat, and then some good high-quality dietary fat. What you're doing is you're starving the insulin response because insulin response is a response to excess sugar. And insulin resistance is the underlying factor. It is the floor that's underneath holding up all pain. So pain stands on the floor of insulin resistance, okay? Well, insulin resistance came from not handling sugar too well, but it came from because we were eating too much sugar. Now there are per- people that are born with type one diabetes and they got other issues going on, but even this will help them, which is I'm, I've treated people with type one that have gotten dramatically better and are not even injecting insulin anymore. Um, both type one, type two, all this type of thing. And it's just through all during their diet. and. This one's the ketogenic diet. Gluten-free. You'll find many people that even just simply just eliminating the gluten. uh, Gluten, people, if you're sensitive to it or allergic to it, you are in pain. And you don't know. So people say, well, I'm just going to get tested. I'll do allergy testing. I don't trust that. I don't. Because I've had people that have tested for stuff and eating it. It caused a problem. I've had people that tested not for stuff and not eating it. But what's the true thing is not what shows up on this screen or shows up on that, you know, that that test report. It is empirical evidence, which is how do you feel every day. And I'm going to tell you, most people are going to wake up if they've done a week of I didn't eat these carbohydrate for breakfast, and in fact, I even kind of skipped breakfast or waited for breakfast as long as you don't get dizzy and stuff like that. And then I fed myself with protein and fat. And if I needed more to eat, it was non-carbohydrate vegetables. That means not potatoes. That would be you know, celery, cabbage, broccoli. So this this diet of what's called meat and greens. Now people wanna be vegetarian too, and you can do this plant-based too, okay? You can do a plant-based a little bit harder to get some of the good fats in, um, but you can do it. The big kicker is, is by eliminating the carbohydrates, especially the carbohydrates that I first wake up. Because when you wake up, you are in what's called the sympathetic nervous system. Your system is in the hunter gather, which is ain't got food, gotta go get food, right? And nervous about it and twitchy. And and, you know, like like the, the crouching tiger. It has to be because you have to survive. And so, and most people traditionally, your ancestors, did not have refrigeration. They did not have food. There was no storable food. There was no breakfast. So you got up and you worked before breakfast. And so what you had your breakfast from, your very first breakfast, was your liver. You store what's called glycogen reserves in your liver from the night before and the day before. we can store days worth of glycogen reserves, meaning you stack off your liver. Now, the... Glycogen reserves that are then digested into your first meal through intermittent fasting is very healing, very soothing, and has no need for insulin. So you don't have to inject any insulin from your pancreas, thereby giving your pancreas a rest. And so if we then eat food in terms of, again, um, protein, fat, so what is fat? Uh, You know, avocados are fat. Um, walnuts are fat. Uh, butter is fat. Uh, um, grass-fed uh, beef and lamb and salmon, that's fat and protein. Um, you know, we've got a whole host of, you know, whether it be animal-based, plant-based, whatever. to your heart's delight. Do your research on this stuff and figure out what that is. What I'll take is, is any person who's, um, I really have been dealing with, i got to be on these paint pills a lot. First of all, change that. And I'm gonna tell you probably about 80% of people after a week of that what they really did their best. They're going, no doubt, man, I feel way better. I don't feel as much pain. I feel way better. You stick with that and it's gonna start because what you're doing is you're eliminating, you're starving out the thing that's feeding this inflammatory part of pain, okay? Then there's the next thing that can cause a lot of pain. Okay, a lot of people with headaches, a lot of people with joint aches, they are dehydrated. If your body is 10 man and you're too dry and your brain, brain is like this raisin that's shriveling up, literally the brain, if it gets dehydrated, it can start to pull away from the skull and start to shrink and reduce the size, literally pulling on the brain. Or it can literally have another effect, which is if we get too dehydrated, we'll actually swell in places. So dehydration can then turn into brain swelling. And so brain swelling can be, oh my god, I got this headache. There's another thing that can turn, that contributes to dehydration, which is too little salt, too low of sodium levels, or too low of salt and potassium, and these types of things, which is the electrolytes. People that don't have enough electrolytes are going to be more prone to pain, Part of it is is just because the electrical conductivity, because now I'm gonna get into another thing, which is we also know what all pain is. This is quantified in physics, okay? I said that underlying what is is this inflammation, okay? But there's mechanics of you feeling pain because everything is a nerve fiber. Everything is a computer. Everything is your whole experience of pain is what is pain. Even though it's caused by inflammation, what is it? It's an electrical signal. And what is an electrical signal or electromagnetic of what our body is, is what's called charge distribution. How well does the charge go through, okay? When we have correct electrolytes that are dissolved in our bloodstream and are dissolved in all of our fluids, then when the electricity, the wave of electromagnetic frequencies, that's going to go from here to here, if it's able to go through a medium that has enough of these dissolved minerals in it, pew. It goes through easy okay that means there's less friction meaning and there's less time lag so less pain so pain is charge distribution or charge blockage meaning with they've also you can take any part of the body say a person that has a tumor that's causing pain whether it be a, a benign tumor, a malignant tumor, you can actually have a pain, You know where you have what's called those knots. All of these are just an area of like, I just feel an ache, I feel a pain. You can hook electrodes up to that person and externally you can see galvanically, what's called galvanic skin response, is it starts to dull down and it literally, it's supposed to allow for conductivity of electricity, it's a block. And then you can also test and find it, within electromagnets, uh, th- there's positive and negative. There's charges of positive and po- charges of negative. So what has been found in, in all abnormal tissue as well as pain is it's stuck in a positive charge. So that's why a lot of the healing therapies like laser and magnetic therapies and, and uh, energy therapies and, and call, all of these what you just call energy devices They're plasma devices that people report, oh my God, I feel less pain. Those copper bracelets that most people, when they wear them, you know, the athletes wear them, because it reduces pain, it increases, what is it really doing? Talk about blood flow and everything, but all blood flow is mediated through what's called charge distribution and negative polarity. So your cells want to be negatively charged, which means if we think about a cup, right? An empty cup is negative, meaning waiting to be filled. But a positive cup is a full cup and good if you like drinking wine, okay? If it's a full glass of wine, great, okay? But if someone comes along here and says, I got this really nice cognac, right? Well, either you drink it down or you hold your glass out and if it's full, nothing's going into it. So you cannot receive. So you've got to dump it out, drink it or dump it out before you can receive what's next. So even on charge distribution is pain in the body, is literally the body blocking receiving anything. It's receiving a charge, but it's also blocking receiving nutrients, It's blocking. We can find areas of pain where you can test it, and you find that the oxygenation has gone down. It's very low oxygen. In fact, there's a lot of pain area that's that's what's called anaerobic, and anaerobic means without oxygen. And then that starts to feed these anaerobic bacteria that then they start to cause pain because they're eating you. They're bugs. They're eating you, and then they are pooping in you and secreting their poop, which is a waste product, which is literally like an acid. So if you pour acid, ow, that hurts. So much of pain inside our body is literally these bacteria type of things and other things that are pooping acid in our body and we have a burn, we have a hurt because it's all locked up in there and it's stuck. So one of the very first things that is so important with charge distribution and, and Draining the pain through a liquid is, number one, hydration, and number two, having enough salt in your diet, having enough sea salt. Average person, uh, average adult is around a full teaspoon per day, and you have a whole bunch of people, what, that's way too much. No, it's not, it's not. We are designed to have, and again, it's an electrolyte, meaning with not enough electricity, or not enough minerals in the fluid, the wave or the, the electric conductivity goes slowly through it. So instead of going through you know, air, it's going through molasses and it's hard. And then sometimes it can reach blockages, which means it doesn't get there at all. And if the charge doesn't get from here to here, if the cell phone call doesn't get from here to here, you're lost in a field. And you you know if you need me to tell you where to go, <laughs> you're stuck and it's there's a lot of anguish that comes with being lost in a field waiting for someone to call you go go right, go left right So this is our body this is that much of the pain is coming from it's losing communication because there's not enough minerals in the, the whole body in order for the transmutation or the tra- the transfer of the charge charge potentials. Your brain's got to control everything. Your brain's got to sense the pain. Your brain's got to communicate with everything. There's a part of your body that is setting the pain, but that part of your body is the extension of your brain. So it's all your brain talking to itself, putting feelers out, and telling me what's going on here and receiving a message. And again, going back to what I said in the beginning, this is pain is all the body going, something's not right. you got to get this right. You're missing this you've got too much of this you got not enough of this you're not even getting any of this and you're gonna starve if you don't have this you're pushing too hard to get through this when there's a better way to do it it's all a response to listen to me I'm trying to help you okay so hydration is very huge with people who have chronic pain hydration with uh, correct salt I also talked about like the fats not having enough fat in your body not having enough of the oils not being able to have because oil is like a salve. internally digestive fat is fat is is energy fat also is a stored hormone fat also is a repository to hold it's like a storage container or like a back closet to hold toxins If you can't eliminate those toxins immediately, it stores it in fat. So fat has this wonderful thing. But we've got to be able to digest fat. When many people that have pain in their body, you're going to find that they have a jammed up liver. They have a jammed up gallbladder and they have a jammed up liver. Meaning they're not secreting the bile that they're creating is too thick and sludgy. So when it's too thick and sludgy, it doesn't get squirted available. So it means it's your soap container. Digesting and getting fat into the cells, which is the cells need these essential fatty acids and essential fatty acids are the thing that heals the pain in the joint, are the thing that what the brain is made of. But when you eat fat, You're mostly water and water and oil don't mix. If you take a glass of water and pour some olive oil or motor oil, whatever, it's going to sit on top, right? And it doesn't doesn't mix. And it's got to get in there because most of your cells of this water, especially most of the pain, if you're going to deliver pain relieving juice, if your body makes its own pain relieving juice, it does. It makes hormones, which is, you know, the natural opiates, the opiate receptors, we make our own opiates. We make our, our own THC, we make our own CBDs, we make our own DMT, we make our own hormones that are these things that are able to not only soothe pain, but heal the part of the pain because they're reattaching the charge distribution. So the external pain relievers make it worse. Whereas the inter- and they're, all, they're a pale imposter compared to what our body does so our bodies does but see these are all hormones and hormones have to be able to get into the system so um if you got a lot of pain especially a lot of joint pain a lot of it's kind of like the tin man and you would say he needs an oil change you know these rusty joints Put some oil in there well how's the oil got to get in there it's got to get in through your your liver through your liver and your gallbladder. so the first step is is when many people are have pain aside from like i said work on your water, work on your salt. Also work on, many times, I would assume you're probably having a problem with digesting fats. So you can go to the health food store and you can get what's called lecithin. You can get it in a liquid form called soy lecithin. You can also get it in a powder that you can put in your smoothies. I'm sure you can get them in these capsules and stuff like that. And soy lecithin is an emulsifier. It acts as a stand-in gallbladder. And if your gallbladder is jammed in, it steps in, goes into your digestive tract, makes sure that oil and water is able to mix. Thereby you're able to deliver, and then you can have time in order to start to chip away and, and unblock your liver gallbladder. Uh, then you'll be able to get the oils to your joints and all this other stuff, and many times the, it's a loss of high hyaluronic acid, which is an essential fatty acid. Okay. So it is fat. It's fat that's inside there that is in even the glucosamine control and all the stuff. We got bad joints and stuff like that. We need to rebuild those tissues. Well, they've got to go through fat in order to get there. Okay. So um, these are where we get into dietary stuff. Um, Let me think of some other things. Now, we also get into there are some herbs. There's some really good herbs that are great replacements for natural pain relievers. Okay, turmeric. Okay, turmeric has been one of these things that is absolutely shown is the you can, They're curcuminoids and you can take curcumin. Um, uh, now, there is a real art to taking turmeric. People can go to Costco and stuff like that. And uh, they told me, you, first of all, you got to be on the, to get the pain relieving effect, you got to be on it for like two months. The other thing is, is that if you just take like a regular one in a pill, it does not absorb very well. What it's shown is that really the Indians have the right idea, which is they make dal, they make all these different curry type of stuff, and they eat a ton of turmeric. But they cook it with fat and protein, so it's made in a stew, it's either cooked with beans or it's cooked with some other types of either plant-based or animal-based protein and fat and it's cooked over a long period of time because it combines with those things and then now we are concentrating it and now we're not wasting all these curcubules. So that's one way to do it. There are special processes of doing it which is they, they make it that way so you can take it in a pill form. I recommend actually the best way to get nutrients in especially with these really hard to get nutrients Is Cooking is one way, but you degrade some of the nutrients with cooking. There's a better way, and that's what's called fermenting. Now, you can take turmeric, and you can ferment it. And fermenting it, what it does is it does the same process as what the cooking does, but it also increases the curcuminoids because it marries up with other different organisms, and they put their spin on it, too. And so um, Premier Research Labs makes this fermented uh, turmeric and ginger powder that you can just put in uh, put it in a smoothie. I have people that they don't like smoothies, and so they put it in their coffee in the morning. They can make like a bulletproof coffee. Even if you're doing regular old coffee or or, or tea or something like that, you put a scoop of that, you won't even taste it. But what it does, is it gives you the ability of now getting turmeric into your system, the anti-inflammatory and the pain-relieving part of the turmeric, but it doesn't have to take time to get in there, and we don't have to take huge amounts. We can take a, a reasonable dose that has been prepared, and so that it gets into our bloodstream, and it gets into our blood levels, and, and the place where it needs to go to, immediately and quickly, and starts to build up. Excuse me. Um, uh, salicylic acid, which is, that's what aspirin is, but aspirin was synthesized. now true bare aspirin the, the is made, still made, though the one that comes in that, that kind of white, or the, the glass bottle, the really antique looking one that they still sell. That is one formula that they still apparently, I haven't verified this recently, but last time I checked, is they still make it off of white willow bark. Okay? So that's the, where the salicylic acid comes from. Now, the other aspirins are synthesized, meaning they're not natural anymore. Now, you can also take a salicylic acid, which is you can go to a health food store, you can get it in drops, you can take it in pill form. Okay? Um, it's aspirin. Okay, but it doesn't have the same chemical composition as the synthetic aspirins. It's not as hard. It doesn't have as much of the, the bleeding factor. So it thins your blood. Okay, that's part of what aspirin does. But cardiovascular surgeons and as well as just the whole medical community is now rethinking this whole thing about baby aspirin. Is that, you know, a little bit it can be too much. And it literally could put you, can still put you at a high risk of, of bleed outs and aneurysms and the other things. So, But in its natural form, it doesn't have that same risk, okay? So these are one of these natural things that is a natural aspirin, okay? Um, we can start doing that. I mean, these are things that we can kind of take as if it was like a kind of a pain pill type of thing or anti-inflammatory type of thing. Um, now let's get into some of the, the other things, okay? Mechanically, If we have back pain, okay? If we were to zoom in and see what's going on, something's pushing on something. So is it the disc that's bulging out and then stretching on the nerve, creating the pain in my back, the pain that goes down my butt cheek and stuff like that. So a lot of back pain is really, it's a disc problem, okay? Now, what do we do about that? So the disc, we wanna shrink the disc, Right, So that's when we use, can we shrink the disc with something that's just all around us all the time and what's the best way to shrink a disc? It's actually cold, so cold and heat. Heat is something that literally relieves pain because you're making mechanical changes. Heat makes more blood flow, it swells things up, so if it's a sore muscle that is a tight muscle, that's when you use heat, because what heat will do is, is it's tight because it's hard like taffy, and so and it also doesn't have enough blood flow in it. So by putting heat on it, like a hot pack or a hot water bottle or something like that, it's my arm or something like that. Um, typically in the muscle body, heat is what's, unless it's a contusion, now if you got hit and it's all you know swollen, all of that, that's cold. Cold, always a trauma, okay? But beyond the trauma, we put heat on it because then it makes it warm and stretchy and more blood flow. And the blood is delivering the pain-relieving natural constituents of our bloodstream, okay? Now, cold, what cold does is, we would use cold on either a contusion. If it's red, hot, and swelling, the cold shrinks it. The cold, if it's swell, it hurts because it's pushing on me, the cold condenses it and shrinks it. The cold... Put at the low back right in the center of the low back and I would say you know for people who've got some low back problem if it's coming from the disc get one of those weight belts or an ace bandage get some ice packs and and strap them on so when you're sitting in the car or you're up walking around it's still an ice pack and you just tuck an ice pack there and many people have these these shooting back pains that's coming from a bulging disc the cold will mechanically shrink it and pull it back in and you'll start to feel a lot less pain. It's not a drug. And in fact, it works way better than the drugs because what it's doing is just, it's, you know, it's a mechanical thing. Can we, it's an inflated tire pushing on me. Can we shrink that tire? Okay. Or it's a muscle that's so tight and barely will move and everyone's grunting trying to push it because it's nailed to the floor. That's where heat comes in and that's then starts to, to move it. It also moves charges and stuff like that. Okay, so that's a, often a go-to is using um, pain relieving types of things like cold, um, cold and heat. Uh, okay, now we get into some of the other stuff. I know I'm kind of jumping around, but I'm kind of I'm kind of going from mechanical to there's other type of mechanical. We have we hurt our shoulder, right? Let's say we overdid it, okay, and that shoulder now it's starting to crunch around. You know, sometimes massage helps to work on it too, okay? But once you go away from the massage, I can't massage you all the time, you can't massage. Is there something that could do like a massage that you could do it all the time? Yes, this is what's called kinesio tape. So like those volleyball players that you see the the athletics and So there's a particular type of taping method. And what taping does is if you see pain or you see an area like a bad shoulder, right? Everything is compressed, and part of that pain is because things that are normally supposed to be fluffed up and blood's supposed to flow, it's compressed. And adhesions start to form, which then starts to twist on blood flow and and nerves, okay? So taking the pain is if you could take the pressure off a nerve and take the pressure off the blood flow, then we get more blood flow, and then we get, you know, less pressure on the pain or on the nerve. So what the kinesio tape does is essentially, one of the things is, is as you, you tape it in a certain way, that it pulls on it. And then, again, it also follows one of the principles, which is, this is part of our neurology, what's called the gate theory, the pain gate theory, which is, let's say you stub your big toe, okay? Most people's instinct is to immediately go and grab it and put their hand on it and then rub it. Oh. Man, that hurts. Well, if it hurts, why would you touch it? That hurts more. No, because the way that it is, is look at, look at these four four fingers, okay? Well, these five fingers, okay? Uh, camera right there, okay. So let's say this is, this is the big toe, okay? And we stabbed it, and all of the pain is here. And, and this one is sending the signal. And it's the, all that's sending the signal. And so the pain is... The only thing that's sending a signal. So imagine kind of like what they say, like horses in the gate, right? So one horse in the gate, like you know, horse racing, that's all you focus on is just that one horse. But if we add more horses, then it spreads it out. And now we don't have just one to focus on, we have five to focus on. So what rubbing it is, is we add more stimulus, pressure, so that's also what the, the kinesia tape does, is it, it's something that you feel there. So just by putting your hand on your sore shoulder it kind of makes it feel better. So the tape is almost like something, sort. it's sending a signal going, something's touching this, and that starts to relieve the pain. It also does this lifting effect, where it lifts up on the tissue and then brings more blood flow in it. So as we start moving around and just normal moving, even moving your head, your shoulder, Your head like this, it pulls on your shoulder. So, And then as we move, the pain, so a lot of times when I have shoulder problems, I'll tape from down here. I won't just tape tape right, I'll put an X right on the tape, but we also, because the shoulder leads to the neck and then also to latissimus dorsi and all this other. So there's a way of taping it that it puts pressure on it and then just by normal moving including breathing, can my breathing start to massage this thing and pump this thing and start pulling the pain out of it because what it's doing is it's bringing, again, correct blood flow, it's retraining the range of motion, uh, it's like massage, it's constantly massaging it. So a lot of uh, pain can be relieved, mechanical body pain can, in any part of the body, you can tape any part of the body, um, can help to relieve pain um, dramatically. Um, Sleep. People that have chronic pain don't sleep well. This is one of the cases where sometimes finding the right, in the beginning phase, the right sleeping aids. Now sometimes, you know, I would prefer everyone to go natural. Now they, they, premier research labs make this, this thing called trinconol, which has um, valerian root in it. So the most the powerful herbal sedatives that will put you to sleep, number one, chamomile, that one works. Even a good chamomile tea before you go mint and chamomile tea will be like, you know, it's a nervonic and it helps calm the nerves down. It literally will get you sleepy. Then the next one is um, valerian. That one's a very, very powerful one. That one, if you take enough valerian, that's like a knockout. You know, we're literally knock a person out. Um, like, the, like the drugs do, like the ambient, like this, you know, these type of things. These are non drug Then it also has another thing called uh, Zisyphus, which is the jujube flower. That one helps to unscramble neurotransmitters. So it's a pill that you can take that acts like a sleeping aid. Melatonin is another thing you can take. Now that's if you can't stay asleep, right? Um, Those are some different types of aids to help you if you you are getting. But there's other things that many people, you know, stop watching so much TV before you go to bed. um, uh, Because the the blue light helps to screw up your neurotransmitters, which will then rob you of sleep um if you are have to be on the computer or watch some tv get some glasses that are blue blocker glasses that block that blue light and that helps your brain not to be in such a anti-sleep mode because the brain waves it's literally mm, fuzzing it out um we get into meditation you know maybe instead of that last hour or two hours of tv or facebook or whatever learn to do some meditation there's all kinds of great youtube meditation stuff that you can watch you can do it yourself Read your Bible, read any type of, of inspirational type of stuff. Get in the right frame of mind. You know, uh, still, even if you can do dairy, like, oh, my God, like, watch all the old movies. Have a warm glass of milk. <laughs> I mean, it, it works. It's tryptophan. You can also take tryptophan as a, a, a pill supplement type of thing. But warm milk is, is high in tryptophan. And it's it really does work. Make yourself a warm toddy, a hot toddy, a hot milk, a little bit of honey, Um my daughter used to make this hot toddy. We used to make it for her when she was a little, little kid. We'd warm up some milk. We used to get raw, raw goat's milk um, or raw cow's milk. And heat that up on the stove and then put some honey in that. And then these little uh, vitamin C at Whole Foods, they, they look like they they called Lovets. And they were like these little natural, uh, like had rose hips and everything. And they were like a little, more candy, but they were a chewable vitamin C. And we would crush one of those up there. And mix that in some warm milk and honey. And I've drank it. It's spectacular. But it is that warm milk. And it just, man, it it tires you out. And it it helps you to get. So the better sleep that you can sleep throughout the night, the less pain that you will maybe have the next day. And you'll help to undo these types of pain models. Um, You think about some. I haven't seen any questions yet. So I'm going to keep going on. It's at an hour and 16 minutes. I'm going to go a little bit longer. Um, let me think about all the things that I have gone um, through. Okay, so another thing that is really going back to what's really underneath pain is there's a lot of mental anguish. There's a lot of soul pain that is, you can do everything you want for the body and it still doesn't satisfy it because if there's a soul pain, if there's a mental pain, um, it's not going to cut it. So many people getting to the bottom the pain, they got to start, You know. so that's counseling. That is, um, uh, I like The Work. You go to thework.com, that's Byron Katie. You can go to her YouTube stuff. Uh, She's got a YouTube channel or just look up Byron Katie, uh, The Work. Um, all of her work is, is free. You can print it up and, and there's instructions on how to do it and everything like that. But it just, it's like a homework assignment on your own thoughts and it get, and beliefs and it gets you to drop these things that are because you don't really believe it you think that you your anguish is based upon a belief that you hold that's an anguish and a memory but you never really questioned it you never really like for instance question it not verbally but but like like uh, you know a book report. You will know everything about a person if you set out to do a book report on them. Basically research it and this, that, and then compile it in your own words about what it meant to you. You'll really know really well about that because you spent the time and you spent the work. So... Work gives you the ability of, of taking beliefs, especially the ones, you know, the things that people want to talk about is just, you know, tell me what bothers you. Tell me what angers you. Oh, yeah, like this person, like they're so mean to me or, or like they, they they won't stop doing this. And a lot of times our pain and anguish has to do with what other people are doing or what other people have done or what we've done to other people that we can't forgive ourselves. And it's all a lack of forgiveness. It's all lack of and it's all a sham because when you really put it to this work you don't believe it and the problem that it's mental anguish is because you're believing an untruth and you're making up energy to keep believing it but it's all in the background and you don't know it and uh it it just doesn't feel right and it doesn't feel right in the pit of your stomach and all this other stuff but you know we don't know what to do about it so this is a great method of like I said, like for instance, you can teach a person how to interview anybody by just giving them a list of questions. Ask anybody these questions. Tell them to make a statement. Say, make a statement, okay? Tell me what a statement is, a statement of what you call truth. And give me one that bothers you, okay? I'll make a statement. That person better stop lying to me or, or else, right? Okay, now take that statement, right? Now put the questions to it. Is it true? Can you absolutely know it's true? How do you feel when you believe that? Where do you feel it? Where do you feel it in your body? I feel in my stomach and I feel, you know, I feel you know, hopeless and, and then who would you be? How would you feel if you couldn't believe that? Everyone goes, oh, I feel so lighter. I would feel, you know, I wouldn't feel so judged. I'd feel healthier. I'd feel happier. I'd feel that's your true sense. That's what you really are. But it's buried by this other thing that, so this thing that you don't really want you're supporting it. But the thing that you really are, you know, again, what would you be if you couldn't believe that? Okay, so then just don't believe it. But you can't just not believe it. You've got to work it out. You've got to logically be able to work it out. But this is a process being able to go through and logically go, that's right. I've worked this to this to this. this, this. That means I can't believe it. That means I really don't believe it. And I really believe and I feel what that It says I'm connected. Um, uh, Your video has been paused. Consider moving to end the broadcast. End. Sorry about that, if this is still coming through. It looks like it is, so. Um. Since I'm still broadcasting. Well, I'm gonna end it. Hey, thanks anyways. Bye.